What's up, runners? Welcome to the Let's Run Fit podcast. I'm your host, Be Lit. As a running coach, I realized how many runners really wanted to know how to make themselves better and they had no idea how to get there. So here I am to help out any athlete who wants to know more about the sport of running. From the lifelong runner to the brand new runner, there's always something to learn here on the Let's Run Fit podcast. So runners mark, let's go. Hey runners, welcome to the Let's Run Fit podcast. I'm so happy that you're here tuning in with me today. I'm so excited for today's guest. She's a multiple time marathoner, 26 in total, which is absolutely crazy and amazing. She started running as an adult and has been running strong ever since. She became a coach a few years after that and then a race director for a local race series and has even worked with Run Disney before. She's got about a million accomplishments more than that, but we don't have time to list them. And I know you guys are excited to hear from her. So let's sprint right in, shall we? Welcome to the show, Don. I'm super excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. It's going to be so much fun today. I always like to start all my interviews with my favorite question of the day, which is how you got started with your running. Everyone starts different, so it's always interesting to hear. So I was in a weight loss program, Weight Watchers, and one of the things um, that they encourage you to do is exercise. And so I had been in the program for a few months already, and so I just decided to to start you know, exercising. And I uh, remember that first log in my journal was I went on a 10 minute walk and I took a, and I rode the bike for 10 minutes and I've kept a journal ever since. And soon after that, probably another month or so, I started running a little bit and then, you know, it just took me where I am today. That's how it started. That is so awesome. Everyone has great stories with that because you never just like wake up running. Someone got you into it or something triggered it. So it's always fun to hear. What is your favorite thing about being a coach? You are probably one of the most popular coaches in this area. Everyone knows your name, even though it's not in the running world. So what is your favorite thing about being a coach? My favorite thing about being a running coach is getting to know each athlete and figuring out, you know, what makes them tick what lights their fire, so to speak. And, you know, every person has goals that they want to accomplish. And there's a reason that they hired me. And one of those is to try to help them accomplish their goals. So I feel it's part of my responsibility to figure out, you know, who they are and how best to help them. And so as we learn each other and, you know, they follow the training plan and learn to trust me, Um, It gives me great joy when I can actually see them accomplish those goals. And I'm not just talking about they get a certain race time. You know, there's a lot of other things that go into running, Um, you know, just even small details that that they're trying to accomplish in their life that maybe don't even have anything to do with running. But as we partner together, because I look at myself as their partner, um, that that gives me great joy seeing them reach their goals. It really is. As a coach myself, I know watching them reach their goals is more fun than reaching my own goals at this point. I don't know why, but (laughs) that's how it is for me too. And we get a special question with you because you are something that most people never get to say. You're also a race director. For those (laughs) who don't know, race directing means that she is the one behind the scenes making all 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, all of those different races work and run with volunteers and bib pickup and so much more. And she's going to explain all the details later. So I like to ask this one too. What's your favorite thing about being a race director? 
Well, it's, it's very similar to being the coach. Um, when I see the people cross that finish line and they're smiling and, you know, some of them aren't smiling, but a lot of them are <laughs> smiling and, you know, you can tell the ones that it's like their first race or they have just accomplished a goal that they had set, you know, they might be crying and celebrating and all of that. Um, but, you know, knowing that I had a small part in creating that experience for them, um, all the behind the scenes things that go into, you know, having a race be successful and, you know, just doing our very best to try to make, you know, people feel included and just seeing them cross that finish line. You really do a good job of that. I know the most recent race you you had was the Fiesta and there's just so many small details you add to it that just, it makes it more than just a race. It makes it an experience. Like it's, it's just fantastic. I love it. Thank you very much. (laughs) I appreciate that. So from knowledge I have of you, I know that you used to be a teacher. So how did you end up going from being a teacher into making your career in running instead of it just kind of being a hobby, like how most people keep their running as a hobby? How did you get that transition going? Well, I was a teacher uh, back up in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina for 21 years. And the last five of those years, that's when I actually got into running. And that, you know, I started to coach at the local um, uh, running shop there in Raleigh and then, you know, doing my own races and such. And we would come and visit Myrtle Beach. We would vacation here and uh, Black Dog Running Company had opened up. And so I made it a point every time we were down here to go to the shop and I would sit there and I'd talk to Daniel and I probably bugged him to death, but, (laughs) you know, I just wanted to learn all that I could about, you know, about the shoes and about, you know, his experiences and, and just everything, because I, I just wanted, I just love running. I I probably love running more than anybody that, you know, Um, it just, it just impermeated my life. And so then it got to a point where I just felt like it was time to leave the school. I wanted to devote a little bit more time to running uh, opportunities. And so I spoke with Daniel and, you know, asked him, do you have any openings? And, you know, we, we discussed that and it just worked out that he was able to hire me. And so we moved to Myrtle Beach and I started working at the running shop uh, at Black Dog. And at that same time, I also was involved with the running club here, the Grand Strand Running Club, and they um, needed someone to be a race director for the uh, BFF, the Pink Ribbon Run. I love that one. So, yes. So I was the um, race director for that. Um, I had already been directing some races in Raleigh, but Myrtle Beach just seemed to have the opportunities I was looking for. And so we just, we made the move and I am very happy with, you know, where we are now. As someone local here, I'm also very happy that you moved because you have made the running scene so amazing down here. Like it's so much better. I love it. And I love how you really took every step. You were a runner, coach, worked at a running store, worked with a running club, became a race director. And now you're like the race director in the area. It's like you really hit every box along the way. It's it's just, I love that. Thank you very much. When you first started running, did you think that race directing was going to be something that you would be? Because you've really took race directing. Like I keep, I know I keep saying it, but you have 
I think it's 16 or 18 races that you direct here locally. A while back, you worked at Disney and did some race directing with them as well. So you have your own race directing company. You worked with one of the biggest races in the country. Did you know that you were going to be into all of that one day? No, uh, but I've always been, I always like to plan things and events. And that's one of the things that I did back at the school. Um, so it's, it's always kind of been ingrained, you know, that I want to make things happen. And at the school, the first time I ever directed a race was back in 2009. And that was a 5k at our, at our school. And I directed that one for, um, I guess it was about four or five years until we moved down here. Um, and I, I learned all that I could about it because there was a need, you know, at our school for someone to be in charge of it. But I didn't have a clue what happened. I thought like everybody else, you just pay your entry fee, go get your beer, put it on and you just run the race. And that's, that's all that happens. Um, but I knew that there probably was a little bit more than that. So there was a local, <laughs> a local timer in Raleigh that sat down with me for several hours and he just went over the entire process of what it takes to be a race director. And so from that, you know, it's like, Hey, I really, I kind of like doing this. I like planning things. I like seeing things happen and, you know, making people happy and giving them a good experience and such. And so um, it just kind of morphed into that. I, I actually never thought that I would leave Black Dog. I thought I would be working there forever. Um, but then the opportunity with NS Promos came available. Um, and, you know, it just, like the school, it just became the time for me to leave uh, and to do other things. And um, I so appreciate all that they did for me, obviously. And um, I don't know, I feel like I got off on a tangent. I'm sorry if I didn't. <laughs> So your no, question, you're still but um, yes. So then, you know, I, anybody that knows me knows how much I love Disney, and um, Disney was my first marathon. It's my favorite race, and I I searched for many years to try to figure out how I could get involved in their races. And so finally, one of my friends just off the cuff said something. I'm like, wait, you know somebody there? Wait, you got to give me an introduction. And so they did. And um, they took a chance on me. And so for for a, a full year, I was able to travel down to Disney and help them with their, I wasn't the race director, but I was just on their, you know, on their weekend staff to help yeah. the Disney races um, take place. But, you know, that really was a dream come true to do that. Um, Disney's where dreams are made, right? <laughs> that, this, this is true. Yes. Yes. I love Disney as well, if you can't tell. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so you've gotten into a little bit about how someone sat down with you for a very long time, because that's really what you need. So yeah. could you give us kind of an overview, obviously not the multiple hour view, but kind of a quick overview of some of the responsibilities that you have to do as a race director that people would never, ever expect? One of the most important things is to make sure that the city is going to allow the race. Um, you know, you can't just say, oh, we're going to meet here and, you know, start registration and such, you have to have permission from the city. So there's a lot of permits to fill out and you have to make sure that, you know, you have all the details in there. Um, and then making sure that you have a safe race course for the participants and, and one that's, you know, that's going to be easily accessible for them. Where are people going to park? And I'm not saying that 
people don't think about these things, but I think a lot of times we just take some of this for granted just because, you know, if, if, a, if a race is well run, I mean, you know, by the staff, then we don't really think that there was a lot of work taking place, <laughs> but, you know, they kind of it make just it looks look easy in a way. Yes. Yeah. But there's, there's definitely a lot of behind the scenes. Um, getting that permit is the, is one of the first things, you know, then you have to order the, the porta potties and you have to set up the registration page and then you have always to, clean porta potties. I love oh, it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I always try to make sure we definitely have enough um, <laughs> for how many people are going to be there. And, you know, then just managing the race registration page, um, answering people's questions and, you know, answering people's questions when they don't actually read the emails that you send to them. Oh, and, I know that's <laughs> happening. Uh, that happens a lot. My, my mission, if anybody's listening to this, if you ever ask me a question and I know that it's in an email that I sent you, or I know that it's on our website, I am going to direct you to that website because my mission is to try to get everyone to make sure that they read the emails that come to you because there's a reason they come they had that information that you need. <laughs> so. oh, I wish everybody would. As a teacher myself, I know how yes. often I just highlight the direction and then pass the paper right back to them. Yeah, so, I know as they grow up, those people, they don't really change sometimes. So. No. Directions are hard for humans. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. There's always, there's just so many small things. And parking, I love that you mentioned that. Because I've yeah. noticed as a runner myself, that if I can't figure out parking before I even get there, parking's a nightmare. Yeah. I know that when I get to the race, it's going to be a nightmare. And never once have I been wrong. Thinking about parking, you would think that's such a minor thing with a race, but it's a huge thing because normally if there's no parking, then there's not enough space in the corral line and something with the timer is going to go off. Like it means if you thought about parking, you thought about everything and you always do. You have the best location for that. Well, thank you. You do. I brag on you because you just do a good job. You're my favorite series. Oh, so I had, well, to, I appreciate had that. to interview you. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Yes, we do. We do our best. We're not perfect. We have made um, lots of mistakes, but, and I have a good staff and volunteers that, that are very helpful to me as well. And they are amazing. So if you are listening and you are part of that, thank you. Cause you do an amazing job. Yes. I love thank it. you. <laughs> when you are race directing, it does mean that you no longer get to toe that line and be a part of the races. Do you miss getting to do like how personally I know last year, I think I ran more than you're supposed to. I think I ran like 25 Ks. Oh, wow. <laughs> I told you it was more than I'm supposed to. Don't, don't be like me guys. I didn't know any better. <laughs> Do you miss getting to toe the line all the time and really getting to be a part of that side sometimes? No. Yes, I, I do. Um, I tell people that, you know, if I want to run a race, I usually have to leave Myrtle beach cause I'm direct a lot of them here you know, I really do miss being able to run the mini marathon. Um, that that's actually was my favorite race down here. And it's, it's my, it's my PR half marathon. The last time Same. I ran it, that's yeah. <laughs> I, and then the next year is when I started working for NS promos and we bought the mini. So, um, but it is, it is cool. You know, now that I'm able to actually be the race director of the mini and to keep the, you know, to keep it going and such. Um, so yes, I do miss towing the line here, but not enough to not be a race director because there's plenty of places, you know, that I can, that I can go and race. And, and unlike what you did last year, I don't run 25 <laughs> days in a year. 
Um, I did run a 5K last weekend, and um, I was trying to think, when was the last time I even ran a 5K? I don't even remember. It may have been a full year or something. So It's my least favorite distance now. It's my least of favorite that. distance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love oh, a half well. marathon. It's my favorite. I gotcha. Yeah. I need more half marathons. <laughs> I want to make a plug for half marathons. <laughs> plug for half marathons. There you go. Because, you know, those are so easy with 13 miles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so about when, as easy as a marathon. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah. Because both are crazy distances. If you really think about it. Yes. Always tell someone to drive 13 miles away from home. Yeah. And then think about walking or running home. Oh, yeah. And if you do it that way, some course that you drive every day. Like every time I go to my parents' house up in North Carolina, when I hit that 13 miles from home mark, I'm like, I would never make it home from here. I'm not even in the same town yet. Like <laughs> it's true. just, it, it baffles me that I have made that distance on foot multiple times now. It's, hey. it's absolutely crazy. And I know that your last race was a 5k, but I know that you also still actively run marathons and I think half marathons too. I know I've seen you run marathon recently, I think in Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Yep. Okay. That I didn't was make my that last up. one. Nope. So you didn't make that up. <laughs> how do you have time to be a full-time coach, a full-time director, do your own training? Cause marathon training for those who don't know is not easy. Like that's a part-time job in and of itself and actually have time to sleep and relax all at one time. How, how can one person do it all? Well, when you, when you say it like that, I'm, I'm not <laughs> really sure. So <laughs> the first thing is that my personal running that takes priority over all the other things that I do. Um, and I have a running coach that really helps me plan out my schedule or he plans out my schedule actually. And um, based on what whatever my goals are and whatever race is coming up, we both know my coach, myself, and then also my husband, we all know that if I am not getting my own running in, that nothing else is going to be going very well. Um, I'm not going to be very happy. So my running takes priority. I get up at uh, pretty much every day at 415 and <laughs> um, have a little routine with my dog that I do and and then I'm usually out the door running or whatever activity that day, um, cross training or whatever. By five, by five o'clock, I wake up ready to run. I've always been that way ever since I started running. And this is year 16 of, of running. It's amazing. Um, yes. And like most, like most distance runners or runners in general, a lot of them are really a type personality. So you know, we've got to have everything in order. We've got to have a plan. And so really that's, that's how I've been all my life. Um, whether I was, you know, a teacher at the school, I always had things written out. I had my lists. I knew what I needed to get done. I'm able to compartmentalize and work on this one thing right now. And then I can go to another thing, you know, another, in another hour. And I'm just, I'm just able to, to get it all done. And, you know, I love what I do. Um, it's not a job to me. You know, if you, it's, it's not, it's not a job. I love it so much. And that's, that's, I just seem to be able to get it all done and it just, it works for me. And my husband's very supportive and I don't have kids. So I do have to say that. So <laughs> those that are does two help. very important things. I actually have an <laughs> yes. entire episode planned and this is a sneak preview for everyone about how to be supportive when you're not a runner. Yeah. Yeah. My husband, he didn't start out as a runner. So 
He Mine is listen. not a runner. Oh, he's still not. <laughs> he's a dedicated bag holder is what I always call him. He hates when hey, I call him that. He's going to be mad at me great. now. Yeah. But <laughs> Don't be mad at her. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. It helps so much. Like he doesn't oh, yeah. understand how much just parking the car yeah. and making sure that I have comfortable shoes and dry socks at the finish line helps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like very, very much so. It's a huge yes. thing, but I love yes. that you took a hobby and you made it a career. That's what they, that's a cliche advice. They always say, find a hobby that you love and then figure out how to make money with it. Yeah. And you have done that. And I'm super jealous. I'm not going to lie. Super jealous. I love it. Well, you know, I, these things that just fall in my lap, I went and asked them, like I asked Daniel, do you need somebody to work? I asked my current boss, Micah in his promos, Hey, do you, you know, could you use me more? I ask run Disney. So, you know what, for anybody out there listening, um, it's, it's scary to take risk, but you never know what, what you'll be able to do. You just, you have to take that first step. You have to, you have to ask. It's amazing advice there. And something I want people to really think about, because I know in this world, it comes up more, but Dawn is not only this amazing running aficionado race director, the fact that she's female in doing this, we are in a very male-dominated sport as well. It still is. It's getting much better. Catherine Switzer has done amazing things for women in running. If you had said like in like the 70s or 80s that there would be a female race director running the world here in the Grand Strand, like no one would have believed us. The fact that you went out there and you asked for what you wanted and you got it and you are just living this life. Like you're such a great example for so many young women, especially out there that we can do whatever we want to do. We just have to go for it. Don't yeah. be scared and assume that it's not going to happen. Right. Right. Cause yeah, it's just amazing. I just, I'm just in awe of everything that you've accomplished already in your life. And I know you're just keep on going. You're not done. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm not done, <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't always get what I want, <laughs> but, but you fight you know, for it, but I fight for it, you know, and you just, you have to ask. And that's what you got to do. I love it. So where do you see yourself in the future for running? So obviously you're not going anywhere anytime soon. So what's like your vision of the future of your career and your running, all of that? You know, I am. I'm happy doing exactly what I'm doing now, working, working for NS promos uh, for run Myrtle beach as the race director and just trying to make those races better every year. And, you know, that is, that is what we're trying to do um, each and every year. And then as a running coach and, you know, helping others um, just continuing to help them reach their goals and, and then in my own running, you know, I'm 52 now. So, you know, eventually I, I may not be able to run as much as I am able to right now, but I'm going to run as long as, as long as I can. And, you know, you see those 80, 90, hundred year old people on TV, or we see our own 86 year old George Hagen at the 5k mm-hmm. races, still doing those. Yeah. I want to be that person. I want to be that person that somebody looks back and says, wow, she's a hundred years old and she's running a marathon. I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to do it at a hundred, but you know, <laughs> if, if I can, then you know, what? Jeff Galloway's book says you can. Yeah. It says hey, run until Jeff, you're a hundred. <laughs> if Jeff Galloway says it, then we for sure can do it. So yes, yeah. run a marathon. He's amazing as well. And I Definitely. love that you're living the dream. Like I think yeah. everyone spends so much time chasing the next thing that they forget that sometimes they've made it. Yeah. Like, and you have 
literally made it in the running world. It's just, it's fantastic. I've said that like 15 times, but it's just, it's fantastic. I just love it. So my final question for you is if someone wanted to find you online, whether through race or run Myrtle Beach, sorry, I said race Myrtle Beach, to race a race at Myrtle Beach through run Myrtle Beach or to find you as a coach, where would they need to go? Uh, NS Promos, uh, the running division is called Run Myrtle Beach, and we have Facebook page and Instagram. And then um, my my coaching business um, is Next Step Performance Training, and I have Facebook and Instagram with that. And then people can also reach out to my personal um, Facebook, Dawn J. White, and my Instagram as well. Um, and those are those are the main ways that you can get in touch with me. Wonderful. I'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes for anybody who wanted to get that. So that way, if you missed it or you didn't quite get to write it down in time or you didn't know it was coming, it'll be in the show notes for you guys to find. All righty, guys. Well, I think that is about it. So I thank you again, Dawn, for being here. We're so happy that you're here and that you took the time to sit down with us. And hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed it. All right. Thank you, Dawn. Thanks so much, runners, for spending time with me and listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. I always love to hear from my listeners. And if you want more Let's Run Fit in your life, find me on Instagram at Let's Run Fit with Be Lit. Until next time, runners! The information in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical or professional advice. Please always consult a medical professional if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The Let's Run Fit podcast is not liable for risk or issues associated with using or acting upon the information in this podcast.